Welcome to the Pharmaproof Podcast Series, a bi-weekly podcast to promote animal health through biosecurity. The Global Animal Health Product Management Team shares with you easy and digestible knowledge and info from the field that is farm-approved. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the podcast series Farm-Approved. Uh, today, we I'm together with Carl. Hello, Carl. Good afternoon, Josephine. And we're together to continue uh, on the myth of antibiotic resistance. So today we will investigate the myth number four. Uh, this myth is described this way. So antibiotic resistance did not exist until humans came along and starting, uh, started using antibiotics. What can you say about that, Carol? True or false? Oh, Josephine, that's a false one. Okay, okay, I'm curious. Please yeah. explain. We only started using antibiotics and human and vet medicine halfway the 20th century. Several studies have shown that resistant traits were present in naturally thousands of years before that. Whoa, so we're peanuts compared, <laughs> with, compared with the time frame of uh, antibiotic resistance, in fact. Yeah, yeah, but we are not altogether free from blame. Ay, oui, oui. <laughs> yeah. mm, the use of antibiotic has significantly increased the selection and spread of antibiotic resistance. Ah, yeah. Okay, unfortunately, we have our role to play in that uh, Okay, uh, maybe it's nice to investigate the epidemiology of antibiotic resistance. There are several phases in the process, right? Yeah, let's start with the first phase. It's the emergence of resistance. Research shows that antibiotic resistance can be found, li found literally everywhere around the world. Wow, impressive. Yeah. And uh, how do microorganisms obtain this resistance? Yeah, they have probably always been various mechanisms of antibiotic resistance in nature. After all, bacteria use antibiotic resistance as a self-defense mechanism against antibiotic produce producing organisms in their surroundings or against antibiotics produced by the bacteria themselves. Clever bacteria. Again, that's uh, survival of the fittest, let's say. Yeah, yeah, As yeah, a yeah. one-cell organism, I guess they are really challenged by their environment. Yeah, it's impressive how smart they are. Eh? Yes, it is, it is. <laughs> um, and um, let's see other smart organisms. How did scientists have discovered this? Yeah, they did an impressive study that rigorously authenticated ancient DNA from permafrost sediments, that's Ice Age, uh -huh. and they identified a highly diverse collection of genes encoding resistant to beta-lactam, tetracycline, and helicopeptide antibiotics. Wow, these, these drugs were at that time not so present, I guess. So that's, they were, <laughs> that, that's really impressive that they were there already from Ice Age yeah. period. That's long before mine came had even discovered the let alone started using antibiotics. 
Resistance was already present in the environment. Okay, okay, but is, is this a surprise, in fact? <laughs> no, Josephine, no, 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 no. Antibacterial products are also present in nature and bacteria tends to, to search and find solutions to protect themselves from natural antibacterial. Wow. Emergence of resistance in nature is a totally natural phenomenon which may occur even in the absence of any selection pressure. This does not mean that the use of antibiotic products can't influence the emergence. Mm -hmm. So, once the antimicrobial resistance has emerged, which is the first step of the ep epidemiology of antibiotic resistance, how can it be spread to other bacteria? Yeah, that's a good question, Josephine. First, there is a vertical cold spread from the mother bacterium to the daughter bacteria. When the bacterium repli replicates, the genetic information coding for the resistant mechanism will also replicate and two resistant bacteria will show up in the next generation. Okay, two and then two become four and, and then four, four become, become eight and yeah. so on, expo exponentially in fact. Yeah, yeah, after one day you have trillions of bacteria. Sure, and trillions re res resistant bacteria yeah. with yeah. the gene inside. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow, okay, impressive. And um, you talked about two ways. Uh, yeah. So the, the second one, I guess, is the horizontal yeah correct correct and that's from one bacteria to another through a set of specific mechanism it's uh, a bacteria having sex right <laughs> yeah it's like that <laughs> so they exchange uh, genetic material in that case yeah the bacteria don't even have to be related horizontal gene transfer may come about across different families of bacteria a certain type of antimicrobial resistance that emerges in one bacterium and thus easily spreads to another type of bacteria. Okay. And and can you give a bit more more spec specific details on that step number two? I'm quite curious. We call it the selection. How does it work? Yeah. So once resistance has emerged. It's time for step two, the selection of antibiotics resistance. The trigger or driver for this selection and spread can be a type of selection pressure exerted by any condition that allows resistant microorganisms to survive and proliferate. There are a number of conditions that may exert selection, and pressure, selection pressure, like chemical factor, for example, the use of biocides or heavy metals, then we have the animal factor, for example, age and stress condition. And we have a farm factor like housing conditions or pollution, diet and bacterial factor, thinking about virulence. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So everything, uh, yeah, kind of uh, everything that, that put bacteria under challenging conditions yeah. uh, will be um, a possible uh, factor uh, that will play a role in the selection of bacteria. Yeah, yeah. And I feel that antibiotics are playing a big role in that. Yeah, exactly, Josephine. You are right. The number one cause is without doubt the use of antibiotic drugs. While killing off suspect, suscepti 
Susceptible, yeah. you mean? <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's a difficult word for me. <laughs> Susceptible, yeah. Susceptible bacteria, antibiotics also and advertently stimulate the survival of resistant bacteria. In a Darwin, in a Darwinian way, battle to survive bacteria that used to be suspect, susceptible to antibiotics become stronger and capable to, of resisting them. The use of antibiotics through designs as a straightforward means to treat or prevent disease and intentionally led to an exponential selection and spread of resistant genes. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And can a bacteria create resistance, resistance mechanisms, I mean, against different antibiotics? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Due to the complex interaction between the use of antibiotics and resistance mechanism, it's almost unavoidable that using one antibiotic will select for different types of resistance. This phenomenon is called co-selection. In somewhat, in somewhat generalized way, it could be said that using one type of antibiotic easily results in selection for five or more different types of resistance. This co-selection significantly com- complicates the correlation between the use of antibiotics and antibiotic resistance. It also explains why resistance may persist. Even the actual antibiotic engine agent has not been used for quite some time. Wow, very interesting. And and you mentioned uh, persistence. Persistence is the step number three. I would like to know more about that. Yeah. Do you know that antibiotic is the most commonly prescribed drugs in human medicine and that 50% of the prescribed antibiotic is unnecessary? Wow, that's a shocking news, Carol. Yeah, for sure. 50% considered unnecessary and still antibiotics are the main drug used in yeah. human. I would never have thought this way. However, if I think of animal sector, we're also not so brilliant, I would say, in terms of antibiotic use. And um, I, I can explain maybe uh, what, what we do. We have the prophylactic uh, purpose. That's uh, a way of using antibiotic before there is any disease, uh, just as a prevention, which yeah. in fact is, is an overuse, uh, we can say, of antibiotic because there's not yet uh, the bacteria creating disease to fight. Uh, it's it's only when you have a surgery or an injury that you want to prevent uh, an infection. And there is also, if we talk about uh, herd medicine, we also have the metaphylactic use of antibiotic. And that means that we treat a whole herd or a whole flock uh, that is uh, exposed to unfavorable conditions. So here again... Uh, we use antibiotic, whereas there is not yet the challenge. Yeah, and that's why we have to avoid this. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's really the challenge. Um, and coming to the coming back to the epidemiology uh, of antibiotic resistance, what is the last step, the step number four of this process? 
yeah, for me, the, the best step, the reduction of the antibiotic resistance. But that you will explain in the next podcast. Okay, Carol, thanks for sharing this, uh, this podcast. And uh, we see each other next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, listeners. Thanks for listening. Find us on all streaming platforms, YouTube and online at farmapproved.com. Check back in two weeks for new episodes. Until next time.